welcome to another special uh, episode of Chat and Movies with your old boy Jacob Wayne. And once again, our sweet, lovely, batteries not included, Michael Valentine. How you doing, sweetie? What's good, Mr. Briner? How's it going? Oh, it's going as things often do. And uh, we're just uh, going to do a bit of a Oscar prediction discussion. Uh, I don't know. Shit talk, maybe. <laughs> of the, uh, the Oscars that are coming up. We're recording this on Thursday, March 24th. The Oscars, I believe, are this Sunday, the 27th. Yep, 27th. And yeah, so we're just going to go through each of the uh, awards and who's nominated and kind of give our little opinions. There's a really good Oscar kind of prediction discussion podcast ran by Perry Nemiroff. It's... uh, Oh, yeah. uh, what's the term uh man from collider yeah she used to be on collider maybe she still is but that whole you know whatever it was like film podcast thing kind of fell apart a bunch of people went different directions um for your consideration that's the name okay and uh yeah she she does a really good one so if you want kind of a maybe more informed version of this with uh her and her compatriots that's cool but i think they go a little soft they try to say nice things about every movie that's on there and i i'll tell you right off the bat before we get into this i have not enjoyed a lot of the films that have been nominated this is going to be a heated heated podcast it it might but just remember (laughs) that i love you michael and even if we disagree (laughs) It you know it's all for the love of movies. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, I really liked your intro, by the way. That was really shaking my speakers. That was that was wonderful. That's good. Yeah, that's uh, it's the little drop we used to play in the uh, podcast when we were about to talk about movies, but uh, uh, kind of fits a little better here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's pull this up real quick. I'm just gonna go from kind of the more mundane awards to. Okay. You know, obviously, we'll end on best picture, okay. best actor, actress, all that stuff. Right. So, if you got anything to say about any of this, you know, let me know. Sure. Um, we're trying to clock this in at about an hour, but if it goes a tiny bit over, no big deal. Yeah, I guess I would just, um, you know, I, I really love the Oscars. I feel like it's kind of my Super Bowl. You know, I'm mm-hmm. really into movies, and uh, I kind of have a love hate relationship with the Oscars because I. I love watching it, love following the awards and the movies and kind of a celebration of film. But then I also yeah. feel like the awards don't really always mean anything. So <laughs> yeah. Dynamic, but I think in that context, uh comparing it to the Super Bowl is a really good way of putting it because yeah, the Super Bowl it has plenty of moments of cringe. <laughs> Why did they do that? Why the hell is this the halftime show? <laughs> Holy shit, it's boring this year. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll I'll have to find my sports guy to do sports things. I can only do so much. I need a friend that's like really knows that stuff. Yeah. I um but, yeah. anyway. <laughs> anyway, movies. 
<laughs> so we're just going to jump right in here. The first award we're going to discuss is Best Sound. Okay. The nominees are Dune, The Power of the Dog, No Time to Die, Belfast, West Side Story, 2021. <laughs> uh, so I'll just toss it to you. Have any opinions right off the bat? Yeah, this is actually an interesting category this year because they used to have two different sound categories. I think this is the first year they've combined them. There used to be sound mixing and sound editing, which are two different things. And uh, most people have no idea what the fuck um, those two separate things are. So I guess they just combine it into one. But um, this is usually an interesting category as well because this is one that like um, often wins awards that isn't really in other places. I think like, you know, Interstellar, like, some Nolan movies sometimes win or some bigger action movies for better sound when they're really not nominated in other areas. So, you know, I think, you know, I think Dune might, might win this one out for, uh, usually it kind of has a sci-fi thing and just really awesome sound. And I think, um, sometimes they give this award to places that won't win in other areas. So I'm, I'm thinking Dune for this one, but. Yeah. Um, I'll say right off the bat that, um, and I don't want to be too much of a stickler on this kind of point, but I heard it put this way not too long ago on some other podcast. They were talking about how um, when you're considering things like best actor, best actress, and that was kind of more specifically what they were talking about. um, They were talking about how comedies never get nominated or like horror films and all this stuff and it's usually because of the uh i don't know the preconceived notions about those genres and whatnot but if you break it down and you look at like the difficulty of what sometimes these comedic roles or horror roles are pulling off yeah compared to yeah that was an oscar movie and the story was really moving and good but was the acting that difficult in it like so I do find like on segments like this, like best sound, it is a chance for like, well, clearly like things like Dune and No Time to Die, which I haven't seen yet, but I would imagine the sound has got to be pretty elaborate. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of like Belfast. Maybe the sound is really great. Um, I didn't see Belfast or No Time to Die out of these movies and but yeah, it really is kind of more of an opportunity to give credit to like sci-fi film or yeah. kind of bigger blockbustery pictures. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think next year, I, I, I bet the Batman will be in this category because it just has incredible sound. And um, that's something I kept thinking about when I was watching it. So we'll have to see how it goes next year. But yeah, I like what you said about uh, the comedy and the horror genres. You know, I think a lot about like Mel Brooks type of things. And I think mm-hmm. those are oscar winning movies or you know like um and then with the with the golden globes they kind of break it down to like different categories which i think is kind of cool because then it celebrates like best comedy or musical versus um best drama and kind of gives a chance to nominate more things and different things and kind of celebrate genres that aren't as you know that historically awarded but yeah i am sure yeah i would say dune probably has this one maybe they'll give it to yeah no time to die as like kind of a little send-off to daniel craig and i feel like the bond movies are going to be pretty different from here on out yeah this might be something 
too, um, you know, we can maybe circle back to this, but I was really curious about, you know, other categories that aren't really um, have awards, but maybe should, maybe like um, best, um, um, uh, what's the word, where like um, Andy Circus, best like. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what would the term be? Like CGI. Yeah, yeah. Motion acting. capture. Motion, motion capture. capture. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of feel like that could be a cool category. But anyway, I'm curious on your thoughts. Maybe we'll circle back to the end on on that of other categories that maybe aren't here yet. But I'll try to see if these uh, awards make me think of one. I can't okay. think of any right off the bat. That is a good one. I've thought about that before. Yeah. Because that is like kind of a different whole other monster like yeah um what's his face that played thanos yeah uh, yeah josh brolin he did a great job and yeah i I like the idea too of like them adding new categories because as as movies change and evolve there might be brand new things that don't exist now where we should be awarding these things down the road but anyway i could see also taking some of these segments or awards and maybe like taking them and throwing them up on youtube like oscar day yeah and so then the actual like ceremony televised event isn't as long Uh and it's like it is more of like the big spectacle for the bigger awards but there's still something really fun and interactive going on on youtube for the other ones i don't know there's some controversy about that this year a little bit with them trying to cut the award show down and a lot of directors um, have spoken out about it and are very angry. Guillermo del Toro, I think um, James Cameron, Spielberg, um, about them cutting like you know makeup and other categories that are historically shown at the award show, and just kind of you know showing the famous actors and things. But really, there's whole casts and crew behind these movies that do incredible work that I think is a should be celebrated during awards night. But, well, I agree with that, but I do also agree that the broadcast is too long for people way long <laughs> like yeah. it's just and they're so worried about how many viewers they're getting so it's like well right. like what is the solution to that you do right. want everybody to have the camera on them have the moment to give the speech mm-hmm. do you just stream it like the whole event does it yeah. become a streaming event or do you just cut some of the really terrible jokes that no one really cares about and <laughs> yeah like just get rid of the hosts yeah. all together yeah. and all the maybe have the silly like have billy crystal come up every year and do a little song and dance number at the beginning even <laughs> if it's like might break his back but yeah. yeah anyway we're gonna move right along awesome uh best production design the okay. nominees are nightmare alley the power of the dog west side story 2021 <laughs> dune and the tragedy of Macbeth. i will say the only movie i haven't seen on here i'm a little surprised is tragedy of Macbeth, which i really want to see because yeah. it's one of the cohen brothers mm-hmm. and uh, denzel but um best production design i don't have strong opinions on production design specifically mm-hmm. I didn't like the movie at all, but one thing I did like about it was the design and look of it. It was a very beautiful film. So I don't know if it quite goes under that category, but Nightmare Alley would probably be my choice. 
if not that, then Dune. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of along the same lines with you. I still haven't seen Macbeth um, and West Side Story. But yeah, I'm, I'm leaning very heavily with Dune and Nightmare Alley here. Um, Nightmare Alley, just gorgeous film. Like that carnival with the devil and stuff, the detail, it just like kind of drips off the screen. I just kind of want to go wander around the carnival. <laughs> sure. And um, obviously huge Guillermo fan. So every time he gets some, some accolades, I, I'm cool with that. But And then, um, you know, with Dune, I feel like something awesome about Dune, it just looks like it's so expensive. And obviously it costs a lot of money to do but, you know, some of these superhero movies cost like twice as much or <laughs> a yeah. lot more money and they look, you know, 10 times worse than Dune did. So I think Dune is really cool and as a way of like cost effectiveness of, of CGI it just looks incredible for, for a pretty like relatively smaller budget than some of these CGI things. So I, sh- I think Dune proves that you can make amazing movies and not rely on CGI and, and actually have it, you know, not not cost too much money. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Denis Villeneuve. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't. Pretty know close. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he does an incredible job. That's partially due to his cinematographer as well. But who maybe you can pull up his name while I'm doing this little chit chat about. Yeah, yeah. I think his name is Dan Frazier. I'll, I'll look it up as well. But he's the same okay. cinematographer as, as the Batman. So he had Dune and the Batman, which is pretty cool back to back. Yeah, but Denny's uh, films are always like gorgeous, and yet they do seem yeah. pretty straightforward. Like they're not overblown with the CGI. And uh, I suppose all two other things that I thought of with this before we move on uh-huh. is uh, that was actually like kind of an interesting point somebody made about Nightmare Alley was that the carnival wasn't noir enough in the sense that it it looked awesome and amazing and it's like i want to go there and they wanted it like to they're like this is supposed to be like a drab seedy carnival and it does do that but there is the other element of like that's actually pretty awesome like yeah. <laughs> i might want to go work there yeah it looks like kind of like oh this is guillermo del toro carnival i'm like okay i want to go yeah there. i'm in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guillermo Disneyland. <laughs> Who do I have to poison to get on this thing? Yeah, it's actually uh, Greg Frazier is, is the cinematographer. I said Dan Frazier. So mm. that. And one of the reasons I like the carnival so much, and it's um, it, it goes back to Guillermo's other movie a few years ago, Crimson Pink, where he made this haunted house that's just amazing. And he yeah. really, really tried to like keep the haunted house like uh, like around and like have it be like Hobbiton so people could come visit. Yeah. And sadly, like the production people or the company just wouldn't let him do that. But I, um, it made me think a lot about that too, his haunted house. And we really do need a Guillermo del Toro Disneyland. I think that would be the coolest. Sure. So, yeah, there are a lot more things like that need to happen for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the tragedy of Macbeth, once again, I haven't seen it, but even yeah. like clips and trailers, like it looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm very excited. But I think maybe the reason I wouldn't give it the award is because it it does have that black and white stark minimalism to it yeah which is beautiful but this kind of goes back to my one point is it's like how hard is it to create these environments yeah and it's like it seems like Dune and Nightmare Alley takes a bit more effort not that Yeah. yeah not that there isn't a keen eye going on with tragedy of Macbeth but it you know You I do need do to watch that. it too. And um, I kind of picked up some similar, like, I think it looks really great. Um, just from the trailer or some clips I've seen, it looks kind of more like a set, like a theater. Yeah. Like it looks like 
uh, versus like Nightmare Alley, where actually it feels like a real world, you know, or, or Dune feels like a real place and a real world and not just like a set. And it's nothing against uh, Macbeth or like the artistic aspects of it, but just different, different uh, goals and, and things. But Sure. And I think in the future, we should try that little mutual streaming thing. Oh, yeah. Where we like watch something together while we're on. Yeah, be yeah love good. That. that sounds great. But uh, all in all in due time, <laughs> uh, sure. the next award is Best Film Editing. Okay. And the nominees are Don't Look Up, Tick, Tick, Boom, <laughs> King Richard, Dune, The Power of the Dog. Uh, I'll let you go ahead on this one for a minute. Sure, yeah. Think? This one is kind of similar to sound. Like these ones are usually similar movies they really give like sci-fi movies, you know, this category. I really like these categories with sound and film editing and stuff. I think Mad Max, Fury Road, one before, and, you know, again, like the Nolan movies usually get some love in these categories. So I'd probably just, you know, give it to Dune as well. I think, you know, some of these um, faster editing things, um, so I feel like sometimes those are harder to do versus like a long out drama where it's like more speaking, you know, Mm -hmm. and more like long shots but um editing is always a category or not even not even a category but it's, it's a skill in film that i really love because it's like so much can change in the editing and i know you have a passion for editing as well and love doing that and um yeah i probably would go with with dune i'm i'm not even sure what i'd say after dune because like most of these other ones don't really jump out to me for editing but yeah um I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom. Haven't seen King Richard, so I can't really speak on those. Uh, I have a feeling I wouldn't like Tick, Tick, Boom because it's very like musical-esque, I think. But uh, yeah, I'd probably give it to Dune because I'm not a big fan of Power of the Dog. And that's actually a movie that I think could be fixed in the editing. Oh, interesting, okay. Like maybe, I don't, and I don't know exactly because I would have to sit and watch it again and be like, oh, yeah. no, you needed that. You needed that. Yeah. But uh, I'll say this, though. One thing I heard about Don't Look Up is a lot of people criticize the editing in it. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's exactly that. All of uh, Adam McKay's films have that handheld, jerky, weird, zip, zap, zoom kind of editing yeah. to it. Yeah. And so... I think the way to look at it, though, is that it's not that the editing's bad. It's that Adam McKay is bad. <laughs> I don't like him. I think he's the epitome of smug Hollywood. That, like, let me tell you how to really look at this issue. <laughs> I really don't like it. And I know his approach from back in his comedy days was to just put the camera on somebody and let them riff and do like 10, 15 different takes, pick the best one and then move on. Yeah. which is kind of a fun approach but i'm also getting really sick of that the kind of a imp- lazy approach right yeah it's i'm tired of the improvised uh construction yeah. of a movie because and that's an issue with what's his face too uh 40 year old virgin um you'll think of his name if i don't first but yeah um this yeah kind of- all the comedy then has this same feeling every single character and actor is like you know like 
reinforcing my the joke i just said that yeah. was like kind of gross kind of sexual kind of i don't know like how do you feel about it it's like yes yeah. and it's kind of like winking at the audience yeah and i i'm yeah. just really sick of that and so anyway somebody pointed out that don't look up is constructed through the edit there's so much material that you just pick whatever you want and yeah. smush it together so it'll cut to like a shaky camera and then it'll cut over to him walk the walking talking scene yeah or then like statistics will go up nearby his head like see yeah we wrote it on the screen so it must be well researched and <laughs> yeah I, anyway i hate don't look up i've softened on it a little bit yeah because i like re-watched it just to make sure but yeah, I really don't like Adam McKay and I don't like that style, but I wouldn't blame the editing. I'd say the editing saves it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, um, I, Adam McKay is interesting to me because I feel like he has uh, some cool performances in his movies. Um, I like his actors more than I like his movies and him. Yeah. Like um, that one where Christian Bell's Dick Cheney. I just like love him as Dick Cheney. Just like, he's like, right. oh, another heart attack, you know? And like, he's just great yeah. in it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really, I, um, the Adam McKay stuff. Um, and, and Don't Look Up is interesting because um, I, I originally liked it, you know, like I just saw it by myself and I was like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. I just took it for what it was. And it, it made me laugh. And I yeah. like that. I like seeing main, main characters as astronomers. I'm like, this is cool. I like the NASA side of things, but um, yeah. But uh, and then I started hearing more about it as the movie got out, and then I heard like, oh, this is our generation's Doctor Strange love, and I was like, wait a second, calm like, down, the fucking phone. <laughs> what? Yeah. Definitely not that. And um, yeah. oh, I like what you just said too about like the improv thing, but without structure. And what's so fascinating about Doctor Strange love is. Kubrick is obviously a very structured director, notorious yeah. structured. <laughs> Sometimes perhaps a bit too much, but yeah. Right, right, exactly. But on, on Dr. Strangelove, he had Peter Sellers, one of the greatest comedic actors of all time. And, um, you know, he was supposed to play four roles, ended up breaking his leg, ended up playing three roles. But he would just be improving the whole time and just yeah. cracking up Kubrick. But it's really fascinating because he was, he was like improving in a controlled way that then fit into a larger structure, which is really cool. So he kind of like married both of the two together. Well, that's because Peter Sellers is a genius right. improviser. Like you, yeah. not everybody can improvise. And Stanley Kubrick's a genius director and knows how to take that and work with it where Adam McKay is just not doing any of these things. <laughs> right. Well, and another interesting aspect of that is, yeah, you brought up uh, the Dick Cheney role by Christian Bale was really excited for that because i was like holy shit he's gonna kill it in the body transformation yeah but then it just devolved into the jokey nonsense that adam mckay always does right and then i was it immediately made me be like oh if you had given this movie to somebody else adventure like it could have been like film. amazing and yeah you're right he gets amazing actors and they do a good job but yeah. it's just like uh like they all like how the hell do you have Meryl Streep in your movie and she's just like oh she's really phoning it in yeah I just sound terrible jokes I really yeah. like um Leo I thought this was one of uh Leo's cool performances it was a I little was, different for him which is something I appreciate yeah, he, he I, made out with the woman about <laughs> his age <laughs> yeah but I, I like nice. I, I think he just brings like a, a like 
um, a very serious like urgency to the whole movie. Like without his role, the whole movie falls apart really. Like he's just um, going through the whole thing. And I, I don't know, I think he was my favorite part about it, but um, yeah, it is, it is interesting. I would like to see Adam McKay go study directing more. <laughs> back to school a bit um but i i i don't know i'll say this though he is producing that show winning time on hbo about the lakers i like that i haven't watched it yet the the weird talk to break the fourth wall jerky editing thing kind of works for that okay cool that's good to know i'll have to check that i did want to make one more comment but on this category before we switch you know, yeah. sometimes the, I know a lot of time the Oscars get it wrong. This is like pretty famous one in the last five years or so was uh, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody won this category a few years ago uh, and it was just like ripped apart for like having the shittiest editing ever. Like there's one scene where like Freddie's going to like lunch and the editing just like all over the place. <laughs> it's just like, it's so yeah. bad. Like, I think I remember like, that. They edit it before he even finishes the sentence and they're like, this was nominated and then it won. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> So, no, that's a great example of a movie that I only kind of enjoyed similarly because the acting uh, on the main character's part was pretty good. Yeah. And I like Queen. So I was like, cool. But the movie's yeah. terrible. I can't watch the movie because <laughs> every time I try to like think about a Freddie Mercury movie, I think of the Sasha Baron Cohen one that we should uh, have had. Yeah. That amazing. That's a great example of like what could have been if yeah. it wasn't this silly yeah. bullshit. Did you see the Elton John biography, by the way? Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That like, was way better. It went into a lot darker tones and he's in rehab and stuff. Well, a little more surreal. Yeah, I wanted to see that with Freddie because Freddie is such a bombastic person and on and off stage. Like it just is crazy that like the, the band of Queen like stops us from having this movie. It's some bullshit. But uh, anyway. the, the one scene in it where they come up with uh, the stomp clap. They're like, wait a minute. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait hold on. And then somebody yeah. runs over to the base. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, that's well, not I, how I they heard, wrote that. Like, I guarantee so, you that's not how they wrote that. I heard um, originally, you know, um, Sasha Baron Cohen has this amazing script. He would have just killed it as Freddy. He looks yeah. like him and just an incredible actor. And then he took the script to Queen and they wanted to rewrite the script where Freddy dies in the middle of the movie. And it's like, well, <laughs> what's after that? It's like, well, the band just carries on. It's like, the rest of the band is not as interesting as Freddie Mercury's life. We want to yeah. see. No, we follow the guitar player as he yeah. becomes a physicist. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh. It's like, man, and, and like, you know, the stomp clamp, it's like, that's not interesting. We want to see Freddie's like crazy orgy parties and just like doing all this well, stuff. Like, if they framed it like they actually did it, maybe it would be interesting, but it's just like, it's yeah. too like Disney movie, like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And anyway, yeah. I'm, uh, one more thing on Don't Look Up. Okay. <laughs> is It's about climate change, right? Yeah. Some people thought it was about COVID, but it's like, nah, it was in production like, and got held up because of COVID happening. It's not really about COVID. It could be a little bit about just yeah. the public's reaction to bad things that are happening, but it's pretty clearly climate change to me. Yeah, yeah. I think and so that's what bothered me about it is it's like it got put through this smug hollywood (laughs) isn't it funny right like lens that it's so easy for people that are maybe 
turned off to doing anything about climate change. Like, it's so easy for him to be like, eh, another dumb Hollywood comedy. He's like, I don't have to take that seriously. And it's just like, maybe you're never going to reach that guy. And it probably yeah. is a guy. And, but it's just like, I don't know. It just like, you're not helping. You're just yeah. making more of a weird. Yeah, I, I think mug so. division. I really wish Adam McKay like had any subtlety as a director. Like any other director, I feel like could have just knocked this out of the park and could have done such a better movie. And um, yeah, you know, one of the things I, I did kind of like about it is, um, you know, a lot of scientists seem to like it, and I like, you know, like that aspect of it. And uh, yeah, but, it has some good stuff. It's just those yeah. are my frustrations. That no, I agree. I think makes me think it shouldn't even be nominated for anything. It's always frustrating too when there's movies like that are like have good elements and then they're just like get held back for whatever reasons. It's like the potential was here and then it just like hit there and it's just like dang, you know. Yeah. With that, I'm gonna go run and get another cup of coffee. I'm really feeling it. Sure. So I'll edit here. <laughs> and uh, I'll be right back. back all right with that we're going to move on to the next award this is best costume design that's a fun one mm-hmm. the nominees are night nightmare alley cruella west side story 2021 <laughs> dune and serrano serrano i haven't even heard of that one yeah i haven't seen that either um seen three of these I'm just going to go ahead and say Dune. <laughs> it seems we have a pattern this award show already. A little bit. I would probably say, you know, usually Guillermo like crushes this category. Um, yeah. He's all these great costumes. I feel like the costumes in Nightmare Eye, they're okay. Um, it could have been a bit more, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Cruella might sneak up and steal this award, maybe. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but from what I've hear some of the stuff i've seen in the costumes but yeah i'd probably see either doing a nightmare alley i'd hope to win well it seems like all of the other four movies are like they did a great job but it's kind of like period piece right kind of like oh yeah this is what they voted in the in the yeah. 1940s one one cool thing about dune as well is the costumes and the uh designs actually inform the story where they yeah. have the water suit and all these cool things and then there's the different houses and they look so different and um you know i always think it's cool when like sci-fi stuff when trying to make things that like you know don't look like anything that like might be on earth or whatever like you're trying to do some sci-fi stuff where you're like oh if you could just make any armor or shirts or like something that just looked crazy and weird i like that kind of stuff so yeah and i think that there is kind of a bit of a genius to the simplicity of dune's costumes but yeah they they have a practical function about them that like makes it work and like yeah. just how creepy they can make the um oh man 
uh drawing a blank on the bad guys the harkonnens yeah the harkonnens yeah yeah like it's very simplistic in how it's done but still really creepy like his really long robe as he like floats around and i saw a cool meme the other day you might appreciate where it was like the guitarist from mad max who's like for fury road who's like going crazy and then he's like in a new band with the, the singing harkonnen guys like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah that's like might be one of my favorite scenes of that whole movie like just <laughs> what the hell kind of military blood ritual is this that's freaking awesome yeah i love that um yeah I, I think that's a great point you know they um the dune clothes and stuff they feel like very lived in like they just this is just what they wear it doesn't feel like a costume which is mm-hmm. cool you know so yeah, yeah. that's kind of why it it just overwhelmingly wins that category to me as it's like and i would actually be bothered if it didn't win it yeah i really hope dune just kind of sweeps a lot of these like other categories um mm-hmm. and then i don't know if it will do well in the, the, the bigger categories but oh think, we'll, we'll get there yeah yeah we're not done it, with the dune sure sure i think it deserves a lot of uh praise and you know mm. oscars historically aren't nice to sci-fi and uh you know 2001 yeah. Cooper was never really even you know uh, nominated too much and uh, anyway i'd love to see sci-fi do well. i'll go back down to best sound and say dune for sure now that you mentioned the voice box military <laughs> guy yeah like that was just really great yeah and um that's what I, don't don't look up was missing a throat box guy yeah they need a throat <laughs> box guy working for the president as we all know he does yeah um and then yeah if you haven't go to youtube and look up like dune voice box or like techno version okay. like yeah. there's a lot of different remixes that people did where it's like a rave and he's like awesome. like whatever but um That's moving so along yeah okay that's cinematography awesome. the nominees yeah. are nightmare alley the power of the dog west side story 2021 Mm-hmm. dune the tragedy of Macbeth. go ahead yeah so um this might be a category where we start to diverge a little bit and um i would like to say you know i i love the oscars like i mentioned with the super bowl thing we usually like to do, do the oscar ballots and we have like an oscar party and we try to all vote and guess and have fun like that but yeah. I, I like to do two different things when i'm doing the ballot i try to do like one that I want to win. And then I always try to think of like one that I think will actually win. So there's kind of two different things. And this might be one where we kind of start to deviate a bit for that. So okay. I really think Power of the Dog might win here, um, which is going to be interesting to see what you think of that. <laughs> and then, but I, I'd love to see, I, I hope Dune or Nightmare Alley actually wins it. Um, I really like this Greg Frazier guy who just did Dune and Batman. I think he's really badass. And I always love seeing new cinematographers like on the scenes. It's one of my favorite um, film things, cinematography. Um, so I really hope he wins for Dune. But. Yeah. Um, I think even West Side Story had really good cinematography. I couldn't <laughs> finish that movie because I can't stand that musical. But um, can't speak on tragedy of Macbeth. I actually won't fight you that much on Power of the Dog. I think Power of the Dog is boring as all hell and I don't care about it. But one thing I will say is that it looks really pretty. Yeah. 
Um, I can't knock it for that. I think that was one of the things that actually kept me engaged yeah. on some level. I love the landscape shots where it's just looking at, you know, the world. I just thought that was yeah. And uh, I love Westerns, so I like that kind of stuff. But That being said, I, I don't remember any shots from it. I just remember it being particularly pretty. <laughs> and, but like Nightmare Alley, another movie I really didn't like, bored me to tears. It's gorgeous. And I remember shots. Yeah. And yeah, so I think Nightmare Alley already beats out Power of the Dog, two very boring movies to me. <laughs> and but yeah if I, if I was watching one or the other for cinematography purposes nightmare alley okay. easy and i liked power of the dog more than nightmare alley as far as a plot yeah. okay and but it like i'm not trying to fanboy on this but like dune like they're telling a story with the cinematography as well as like the suits and everything else too yeah. like that like the way it would shoot the sand flowing in the air yeah, and the way like the spice, spice. would kind of crackle and uh, yeah see it and then um yeah there's so many different sets and stuff too and so many colors you know like when he's putting his hand in the box and the blacks and the grays of uh, yeah of their their home world and then with the crazy oranges and colors of you know um the new planet and um mm -hmm. yeah I, I just i love the the, the colors of it too because again you know it was like colors in a sci-fi movie you don't really see too often. It was like a weird sci-fi. And again, it goes with the story without the computers and all this stuff too. But like, I just love the colors of like the little bug flying, like dragonfly airplane helicopter thing. And yeah, yeah very beautiful movie. Um, like I, I saw it in 4K at the theater uh, or in the IMAX, I mean, and uh, man, it was just stunning to watch that. Um, yeah. One question I'm curious about too, I think this is... Um, I guess not a question first but i'll say this is a really solid category this year i think you know i need to watch west side story and macbeth but they both seem very beautiful um yeah i think this might be one of the strongest categories of the whole show i think all these movies like very pretty and very well done um yeah west side story it was nice to see uh spielberg kind of directing more again because like yeah. i don't really give him a lot of credit for uh ready player one there was a clip on uh, Twitter that's been kind of going around recently about West Side Story, just showing how awesome a director Spielberg is. And it was mm -hmm. the shot, it was like the really long shot when they first get to the ball and they're like all dancing and it just follows like this whole thing. And it was this one take is really cool, like kind of crane shot or whatever, but um, yeah, just really awesome. But I'm, I'm curious about, um, might as well ask you now, um, you're a pretty big Guillermo fan like me usually. Do you think Nightmare Alley is the first really Guillermo movie where you've kind of had like such a visceral reaction where you didn't really like it as much as his other films? Or uh, no, I think uh, I after watching it, I was like, I didn't like that. Uh -huh. And then I was like, we can actually do this real quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, Guillermo... Del Toro. Uh, oh man. Stupid autocorrect. Yeah, I'll, I'll say real quick. Yeah, I'm, keep talking uh, about it while I look uh, this up. 
Sure. Yeah. I was just going to say like, he's one of my favorite directors. I love Wes Anderson, Chris Nolan. So a lot of these directors, I usually like all their movies. I don't think there's, you know, my favorite director is really a movie I don't like. So mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I like Nightmare Alley. It was probably the one that I've had the kind of the uh, weirdest reaction to as well, where it like, I don't know, the ending and stuff didn't yeah. really sit with me, but for a minute, but. <laughs> all right. Anyway. So what occurred to me is I was like, well, let me look at his filmography. Sure. And what I realized, and I think I've said this to you before, is that I I love Guillermo del Toro as a as a person, as the I like how he views film and the uh-huh. symbolism within it and all those things. Like his uh-huh. WTF episode with Mark Marin is really great. Oh, if you haven't listened to that. Um, but then I looked at his movies and I realized the only movie of his that I like like love is pan's labyrinth mm-hmm. now to be fair i haven't seen chronos uh mimic he doesn't really take a lot of ownership of it does he yeah not the original there is a director so, that, that he yeah. loves now um, all right maybe i would try that out because i never saw that but devil's backbone i still haven't seen so there is that segment yeah that i'm like i don't know blade 2 that's eh, pretty cool hellboy didn't like it hellboy 2 didn't like one so why would i watch the second one (laughs) pacific rim i don't give a shit crimson peak didn't like it bored me to tears the shape of water i did like but it was kind of weird and i don't feel any need to revisit it so then after that's nightmare alley yeah so i'm like pan's labyrinth though like that blew my mind I'm really curious it. to, I can't wait for you to watch Kronos um, and The Devil's Backbone specifically because they're his other kind of Spanish movies. I think The Devil's Backbone, um, I like it just as much as Pan's Labyrinth. It's very different. And Guillermo mm-hmm. usually says that's like his favorite movies. Devil's Backbone is like his most personal one that kind of connects yeah. him. And um, yeah, I need to watch Mimic again, uh, the director's cut. Um, and then, and then he's got this new Pinocchio coming out, his first stop motion movie, which I'm very curious. Apparently it's about Pinocchio, but it's during Italian fascism. <laughs> right, right. So, and I love the, the, the puppet design so far. They seem pretty dark. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see how this goes, but um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, um, I think I had discussed it on a podcast. I can't remember where or when, but I will just say real quick that it was a hypothetical question that Patrice O'Neill brought up on uh-huh. ONA back in the day, where he's just like, when actors, he was talking more specifically about actors, but he was like, how many movies do you give an actor after they've done something awesome? And he used Samuel L. Jackson in <laughs> Pulp Fiction as an example. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long do you let them get away with shit? until like you're like wait a minute you're like you're not that great like <laughs> but like for a while you're like samuel L. jackson i'm gonna see it pulp fiction baby yeah and it's like i kind of feel that way with guillermo i'm no. like i believed he was one of my favorites because of pan's labyrinth but when i went and revisited it i was like i don't you know what i don't think i really connect with him yeah. in his movies as much as i thought i did yeah, yeah. but because of his passion and i do see where he's coming from mm-hmm. when he makes stuff um i'm always hoping that there will be another one that really clicks with me but that's cool. yeah 
Maybe yeah. in the Mountain of Madness or something uh, like that, if he finally gets that done. For sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, chat more once you see Devil's Backbone and Kronos specifically. Um, yeah, maybe we watch it. I don't know. Sounds good. All right. But anyway, we'll move right along here. Uh, new, I knew cinematography was going to be kind of a bigger one. Sure. Uh, best short documentary. So, when We Were Bullies, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, Audible, Lead Me Home. This is not, I'm not a giant fan of documentaries. I feel like documentaries really twist things towards a certain perspective a lot of the time. Not that they aren't good. It's just the kind of don't like my emotions being played with to feel a certain way about a story. Yeah, they're very hard to make, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, like I watched The Octopus Teacher, which won a year or two back. Okay. That wasn't a short. That was just a documentary. But it's like the it was really cool. But at the same time, the way this guy was telling his story and it was just overly dramatic. And like, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, man, calm down. It's like it's a really cool octopus. And <laughs> like, yeah, and I get it. Maybe you felt that way about it. But yeah, I don't like- know. Jacob Wayne's up there giving an award for the really cool octopus movie. Yeah, like, (laughs) give this award to the octopus. (laughs) Not the guy. I'd actually watch that ceremony. It's like two hours of the octopus trying to get to the stage to like... (laughs) Just slowly, everybody's like, come on, come on. Uh, Uh, But I don't have any strong opinions on that. Like, I like Tiger King for documentaries. (laughs) Like, shit that's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I got a few comments on this real quick. So, um... Uh, first of all, the, all the short films, they're, uh, it's always hard to find the short movies and watch all of them. So I actually haven't seen any short film this year mm-hmm. yet. Um, I will say like, you know, making documentaries, I think is very hard. Um, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But I think this could possibly be the hardest category of, of, of the whole show is like documentary short. You know, it's so hard to make a short film. And then about a documentary, I think is even more challenging. And um I got some experience with the documentary categories this year because I actually made a documentary in the mm-hmm. summer about um, you know the theater in Salt Lake here. I'm trying to save. It was started out to be 20 minutes. It ended up being an hour and a half. <laughs> and I think the hardest part about doing documentaries like is the editing, because if you if you're doing a subject about anything, you're going to have like dozens and dozens, sometimes hundreds of hours of footage, um, especially on historical topics and things yeah Uh, just so much to cut through and try to edit you could literally make like 20 different movies that would be so different about the same subject just based on what um stuff you choose so i think it's really hard to i think that's probably why it's so hard to avoid yeah it having a pointed sure emotional bias because you are sifting through so much footage and you're like what's what's the story here what's the emotion Um, I think I can some pull of these out documentaries of um, could possibly better be better and more like a Ken Burns style where it's like a limited series. It's like 10 or 15 hours. You know, I kind love of, those, yeah. Like the Beatles documentary this year, he had like 60 hours of footage and they were originally trying to cut it down to two hours and he's like, this is impossible. It's like, you know, fuck it. Like, we'll make it eight hours because like, I don't want to cut any of this awesome footage, you know. Was that? This is short documentary. That didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Like, I loved that. I did too. And I mean, I especially having been in a band, I could see why it would be boring. 
yeah I was at so a certain point it. but yeah i'm anyway yeah so like i have no really opinions on any of these documentary shorts i don't even know what any of these are this year <laughs> what do you think so, was one of the best documentaries you ever saw that didn't like manipulate your emotions it was just like wow yeah and it um, just is what it is what it is you know the one subject of my favorite documentaries that i saw was um when i was at sundance as in 2014 as a volunteer i just saw a ton of movies but i saw the uh, documentary about roger ebert and i really just really loved that documentary yeah uh, before i saw it i kind of had like a love-hate thing with robert ebert and i'm like ah oh, fuck this guy he's always like kind of an asshole critic and then yeah. i watched the movie and um you know maybe it did play with my emotions but i was like man this guy's just fucking cool and uh yeah. it's like three or four hours long so i just really like i love like all this how much he loves cinema and movies and it just kind of made me fall in love with movies again and um that's kind yeah. of the area that comes to the top of my head um but um yeah um yeah we'll move right along because we are running out of time we could yeah, sure. really go off on documentaries in another episode or yeah. something uh so I'm going to speed through some of these lesser ones so we can get to the the big ones, the big name tickets. Uh, best animated short film. The nominees are Robin Robin, Affairs of the Art, Beast, The Windshield Wiper, Box Ballot. Seen any of them? Nope, but I'm sure they're cool. So Yeah, so go try to see them. I will try myself. Uh, best original score. Encanto, Dune, Madras, Parayas, Don't Look Up, The Power of the Dog. Go yeah, ahead. so um, I love the music in Dune. I'm a huge Hans Zimmer fan. I thought he was like, you know, Hans Zimmer is usually like kind of in your face in a good way. He's like very yeah. fantastic with like the Brahms and like Inception or whatever. And um, he, But I thought this was such a cool... Um, score for him he was a lot more subtle and like there was parts where like the music it was there but i didn't like kind of notice it and it was like yeah. a lot more underneath the, the layers which i was more like ethereal oh, yeah so i think hans like kind of you know pushed out of his wheelhouse a bit more and it doesn't sound like a normal hans zimmer score i think he's easily gonna win this one uh, i'll be honest that didn't stand out to me as much as some of his other scores okay yeah like i it's not that i didn't like it i liked it but the bagpipe thing was interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, has has he won this before? Good question. Let me look it up real quick. Because if he hasn't, then that might be one of these honorary ones. Yeah, which isn't the best way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like. Shape of Water was. Yeah, he's. They just wanted to give him something because he's so like passionate and yeah, yeah. Unique. That's one of the problems I have with the Academy Awards. A lot of it's political, but I mean, mm. most of it's like political. Like, it's not really a, a doesn't really say what the best film and stuff of the year is. Because sometimes the best movies often don't win. Um, it looks like he won for Lion King, the original score. Wow, but that's that far back. I'm trying to see. Yeah, it looks okay. like he hasn't won since. I'm sure he's been nominated a lot. Shit. Well, maybe he should get it then. He should have won for Dark Knight. Yeah. Probably oh, Interstellar too, maybe. It depends on what his competition was. I think this is another one where the Batman should win next year. Oh, totally. I can't that wait really to made see, me uh, feel stuff. 
how the Batman does. And I think that Batman's going to be in a lot of these award categories. It looks like um, Hans has been nominated 12 times for Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he hasn't won since Lion King. So I think wow. he'll probably win this one for yeah reasons. So. I know a lot of people love Encanto. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I liked maybe. it a lot. I, I watched it the other day. but And if they're just nominating... Um... Benedict Cumberbatch just playing the ba- banjo aggressively, <laughs> like threateningly. Yeah, as the original score, then maybe Power of the Dog. <laughs> that was like my favorite part of that movie. And she's trying to like learn that song on piano, and she's so frustrated. And then he just starts playing it. And she's <laughs> like, "What?" And he like looks up into the darkness, and he just comes out of the shadows playing banjo. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> "What's wrong with this guy?" I know, yeah. But anyway, best visual effects. Nominees are Dune, Free Guy, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider-Man, No Way Home, No Time to Die. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, we have a pattern here. I'd love to hope Dune wins this. I know a lot of people, um, the Marvel guy, Kevin Feige, was really trying to get Spider-Man nominated for all these Oscars this year. And like there was, it's so funny that like this is the only category Spider-Man's nominated in. <laughs> Aren't they doing a thing this year, like on Twitter or whatever? It's like fan picks, like fan favorite oh, yeah. or something like I that. Think it's really stupid. Yeah, I don't know what. They're and they're doing. just trying to get Spider-Man something. I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. Have you seen what? that? Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, you know, I a lot like, of people seem to that don't I, even traditionally really care about the I, I, superhero I, stuff. I really liked it. It was really cool to see Tobey Maguire again as Spider-Man. It like was some nostalgia stuff. But the more I think about Batman, the new one, and watch it, the more I don't like Spider-Man. <laughs> it's because like it was very fan fiction, like or not, yeah. or not they're just like trying to please the audience. Where Batman's like, this is just here's something that's awesome and have at it. They're yeah. just like trying to like, it's kind of fake. They're just trying to hit these emotional buttons. Like, oh, here's Tobey Maguire. Here's Andrew Garfield. Now they're talking. Isn't this crazy? Like, <laughs> yeah. Versus a real story and a plot. But, um, well, and I hear they killed my love. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh, yeah. who's your love? Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. They do kill your love. Those fucking assholes. Yeah. You need to uh, write some letters uh, aggressively. Oh, I will. It's <laughs> a marvel. Um, Listen what- here, Kevin. One quick thing, I'd love to yeah. hear your thoughts on this category too. Is um, I hope Dune wins because, um, you know, when they're sinking in the sand, yeah, I think we might have talked about this before. Um, I thought it was CGI, that's like a real fucking like earthquake sand thing machine where they're actually sinking, it's like a practical effect, it's like oh. awesome. So, like, they actually use a lot of practical effects in Dune, which is like again, why it should oh, win. Yeah. Half of Marvel is all just CGI and green screens and shit, so. Well, damn, maybe. Yeah, Dune just takes it. I was going to try to be a little more <laughs> diversifying, but like, I was like, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings did have a lot of... Yeah, I thought that was cool. I like that. I movie. didn't really care for the movie that much, but at least visually, it was very pretty. I thought the last half hour was just like really fun, where he's like fucking fighting a dragon, like punching it in the face. And, like, <laughs> I, I really like the shot where he like flies up and then he's just like flying down like an anime character to like do the death blow. But that's I had true. It, kind but... of like in in every Marvel movie, there's that third act. Yeah. Crazy CGI battle. Yeah. And 
you know yeah, yeah it's just Sean, like that was one of the better ones shang chi actually really surprised me i think i like it more than spider-man just because i think it's a better movie and um like mm. the, the ending really surprised me where it's just like oh i guess this whole, our whole little hidden village is being invaded and now there's like this fucking giant dragon fight i'm like awesome you know and just like when he's flying down the music's like oh la, 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 la. And it's like i really enjoyed that but anyway i'm sure be honest with awesome. the marvel movies real quick just yeah. the i haven't really been into their movies post Endgame. sure yeah like uh there's eternals shang chi i haven't seen spider-man yet so i can't speak on that as i'm missing one i've been a little more into the shows uh, black, black widow i think oh i didn't even bother with that yeah it's actually that was all bungled it's funny because like I, i'm kind of the same way where i'm like oh here's another fucking marvel movie i guess but it's funny because i have like low expectations i guess for i mean yeah. i like the, i appreciate the asian representation of shang chi and all that stands for but um yeah. you know I, I don't really know anything about shang chi so i didn't really know or like black widow but i was like pleasantly surprised both those movies were like cooler than i thought they were gonna be <laughs> so. yeah i don't know because i recently while doing some work at home where i just have to sit on my ass and get it done yeah. i went through all the marvel movies and i like them yeah i mean they're not it's kind of like a big thing of popcorn it's not great if you eat eat it all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like yeah it's fun but yeah recently i've been more into the shows like loki oh, yeah. and yeah. wandavision and things really like that moon night i think it's supposed to be coming out tomorrow i'm a big it was tomorrow fan. huh yeah it's like a crazy batman egyptian batman so um yeah. one, one one quick thing on the marvel thing i i, I like what you just said too about endgame because i mm -hmm. think you know the marvel cinematic universe is pretty it, it was a i mean it's like a successful experiment it worked up until endgame and then i think post endgame it's like well what's it going to be now and i think the batman just really blew all that up to hell <laughs> where they're like we're going to keep going with the cinematic universe and then batman's like well actually let's just do this fucking awesome art house noir detective thing and i really hope like marvel like pulls their brakes on and be like well wow like, like let's actually think about what superhero movies can be because like dc just pushed the barrier way beyond anything marvel is doing or will be doing in the next four or five years i don't think anything will even come close to the batman um unless they like really examine the way they're making these movies but that's kind of i kind of want both though yeah, I like that Marvel is a little more loose, jokey, interconnected, and it is kind of blatantly like, oh, this is our heist movie, but Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and I think the reason I like it is it has kind of become family cinema. Mm -hmm. Like I go yeah. and visit my brother and my niece and stuff, and they're Mormon, I'm not. Right. And these Marvel films are a little like they push some boundaries but in general they're pretty safe sure yeah and we can talk about it and i'll be like oh well did you ever know about this character like back in the day and when are they going to introduce him and yeah. i think right now they're just trying to decide who's the next big threat that they're building up yeah and they're like when do we put in x-men fantastic four when do we is it going to be dr doom is it going to be galactus i don't know and i like that that's there yeah. And it's just the thing to check in on. But that's exactly what I think DC should do. Right. It's just like, no, we're not doing the interconnected thing. And if we are, it's like wink, wink, nod, nod. It's sort of yeah. connected, kind of uh, not. I would really love to see but Marvel. Yeah, separate. Utilize, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on those points. And I'd, I'd love to just see Marvel do like, I, I just realize that they can do both too. It's like, look, we can have the cinematic universe, but we can also just like, now that we have the multiverse, let's just give a cool director, like here's the reins, like go make one movie and just like see what it becomes, you know? And like, it doesn't sure. have to necessarily be together. Like if Kevin Feige is so adamant about making all these Oscar movies, it's like, well, just let a director run wild who's skilled enough to make awesome movies that's the way to do it but anyway i agree we've just hit an hour though sure and we are talking about the oscars <laughs> but right. i will say that we were on visual effects and that's a worthwhile discussion to have i would say real quick that yeah maybe that's all marvel needs to do maybe put a little bit of a twist to how they visually present uh -huh. their stories and maybe even i don't know do something a little unusual with your third act yeah. Don't always have it be a big explosion of colors and yeah but i don't know once again it comes back to the family thing it's like yeah these are big colorful spectacles for the whole family to go see and so yeah. they kind of gotta lean into that i guess but sure thank goodness for batman to actually give it a little more style something a little different yeah yeah but i'm not gonna rush this just because we hit an hour but we okay. will move along sure. uh best adapted screenplay the nominees are The Lost Daughter, Drive My Car, Coda, Dune, The Power of the Dog. Um, so these are two categories, original screenplay, adapted screenplay that I, I love. I uh, write screenplays, so I'm always obsessed with, you know, screenplay writing and uh, I love to read screenplays. So when, whenever the awards come out and all the screens, the scripts go up, I love to print them out and read them and I was so excited about, you know, um, Jojo Rabbit winning. I love Taika Waititi. And uh, these are just categories I have lots of fond emotions to. So um, for that one, um, let's see. You know, I'm thinking um, Power of the Dog is going to win. I think this is going to win. When, I think the Power of the Dog is going to sweep most of the awards this year, which um, seems to be the way things are going. Drive My Car, I kind of want that one to win. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. It's Japanese. I was meant to see it. Like when I'm needing to sit and work, yeah. I'll throw on movies, but obviously this is subtitled. Yeah. So too much of my focus is down on what I'm doing. It's also about and three so hours So I, I need to sit and watch it. It's almost three hours? It's about three hours. Yeah, it's quite uh, long. But yeah, I, so I'm not opposed to subtitles. It's just when right. I've been able to watch stuff, it's like, I can listen and kind of turn away. Yeah, I really hope this movie wins um, just because I, you know, Japanese. And it's also uh, nominated for Best Picture, which we'll get to. Um, but it's actually the first Japanese movie to ever be nominated for Best yeah. Picture. Did so you I, like it a lot? I did. I really liked it. I um, I turned it on and I it was like almost two in the morning. I was like, well, I'll just watch some of this. And it was like, I'm like, oh, it's fucking three hours. Yeah. So I watched part of it and then I watched more in the morning. But I really did yeah. like it once I kind of got into it. And um, um, cool. I'm excited to, uh, I hope it kind of upsets and I hope it wins. But yeah. I'll have to see the Japanese. Have you seen Coda? I did see Coda. I watched that recently. I really liked that a lot. I, I what do you like more out of the two? And we'll talk um, more on Best Picture, but. Yeah, sure. I think um, I like Coda more as a movie, but I really appreciate Drive My Car, um, the Japanese filmmaking aspects of it. Okay. Um, just real quick about Coda. I didn't even realize, like, I just barely heard about it. I don't know how I missed Coda this year. Um, I, I just watched it a few days ago. And um, it's about a, a girl who's, um, 
you know, with a deaf family and she's the only one who's not deaf and she loves singing. And I, I like to sing and stuff. And um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Billy Elliot. It's that British movie about the kid who grows up in a rough British household in like the seventies or eighties. And mm-hmm. he like loves ballet and like his whole family is like, you know, so there's the animosity about this like rough British kid, like a boy who's masculine doing ballet which I had a lot of similarities with Coda, which I really love. So it's like, oh, it's like a deaf singing Billy Elliot. (laughs) Or it's like October Sky where Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to be a rocket guy. Yeah, Yeah, so I like- Supposed to be in the mines, boy. Yeah, and you do music and painting and we both love arts and stuff. So I love like movies where it's like someone finds a love of art and their passion and like they have to fight against the world or whatever to do it. So I, I- I appreciate Code a lot, but yeah, I hope um, Drive My Car wins this screenplay award. Yeah. Then again, they did a pretty good job adapting Dune. <laughs> yeah. But, I feel like you might have yeah. a favorite movie of the year. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm maybe with you on, even though I haven't seen it, maybe just for representation's sake, because I feel like Dune's going to grab a lot of these, so. I don't know. I don't have strong opinions on that one, so we'll just move along. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling. You have The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, Coming to America, Dune, um, Cruella. Um, I'll yeah, give it to I'll... Eyes of Tammy Faye. You seen that? No, I actually haven't seen that. I need to watch it. Did you like that one? Or? Yeah, I liked it. Um, was uh, Jessica Chastain, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she did a pretty great job, and her makeup is pretty wild. And everybody else kind of has a general look that's like, yeah, what's that? I don't know if it should win. You know, I just was trying to not say Dune again. Yeah. Coming I, um... to America sucked. <laughs> yeah, like, I love the original. Um, I love the original. I love the original. Yeah. And it was nice to see Eddie Murphy doing some stuff again. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that uh, Louis Anderson could be in it again. I think he was in it right, since we just lost him. But um, yeah. Um, I would say though that a way better Eddie Murphy movie as of late was was a Dolomite. Oh, I love Dolomite. Yeah, yeah that was a I great movie. That, like, times so i watch um, that instead if, if yeah, you haven't dolomite. seen dolomite or coming to america like just watch dolomite dolomite is, is amazing uh one yeah. of the best movies i think you ever watched any rudy ray moore movies no that guy's um <laughs> one time while indulging in a particular type of substance with some friends <laughs> we watched uh pd wheatstraw the devil's son-in-law awesome movie and that's that's by the dude. I uh, forget his name, but he did Dolomite as well. Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to uh, watch some of his stuff. Yeah, watch Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Okay, sweet. I will. Yeah, I hope Dune wins the makeup and hairstyling. But I, I need to see Tam- Tammy Faye. I heard that's pretty cool. Yeah. Really quick line from Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Uh-huh. You're just like, girl, you're so ugly. You could scare a hungry bulldog off the back of a meat truck. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I need to watch that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, best original screenplay. Uh, original, not adapted. 
nominees okay. are Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza. That's the first time we've seen that one on this list. King Richard, Belfast, The Worst Person in the World. Uh, wow. I don't, I'm not giving it to Don't Look Up. So, yeah, I, I don't even know. Nominated. I think that's stupid. It was not that good. And um, oh, best original screenplay. Just put the camera in front of your actors and let them <laughs> improvise over and over. Yeah, like, great screenplay. Again, again, people are acting like this is Doctor Strange Love 2021, and mm. I'm like, you no, know, it's not even in the same realm of you know no. any possibility or like Mel Brooks. There's nothing close stuff. to that scene in Doctor Strange Love yeah. where the general's talking about, you know, how we're 80% water. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that weird yeah. diatribe he goes on. Like, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um I um I really like licorice pizza. I thought that was cool. I haven't um, seen I, it yet. I hope that one wins. It's a very chill, vibey movie. And um it was very different than Paul Thomas and Anderson's other stuff. Um I was kind of hoping it would be a return to like Boogie Nights kind of vibe. Do you feel like it is that or is it pretty different? It's pretty different. It's kind of like Boogie Nights mixed with, um, what's the other one? Uh, Punch Drunk Love, as people were kind of saying. It's pretty cool. Um, He filmed it in a weird way too, where it's just kind of like flows. It's like a very vibe movie, like a coming of age story. And um, I love that philip seymour hoffman's son it was like the his first real movie and he looked exact he looks exactly like philip seymour hoffman it was like freaking me out yeah <laughs> but he did a good job and it was a really cool movie so cool let's let's just uh give it to licorice pizza then sweet let's do it uh best documentary feature uh, have you seen any of those um i have not i'm excited about summer of soul i think that was a movie quest loves involved with about music yeah. and stuff so haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I forgot was... to read the nominees. Uh, oh, Ascension, Flea, Summer of Soul, Riding with Fire, Attica. I'm just going to give it to Summer of Soul because I love Questlove. Yeah. I will and say I one heard good things about it too. I was curious that, like, you know, it looks like I haven't seen this movie yet, Flea. I was interested that it was nominated in animated and documentary, which is pretty unique. So curious hmm. about that one. Um, All right. All right, so we're getting into a little. Oh, we still got a ways to go. Give me a second here. Sure. Yeah, we can kind of speed up if you need to. Yeah, we probably ought to. Um. So let me just double check a couple things real quick. Um. We'll do a little bit of lightning round on particular ones. Okay. Unless you really got something to say, but. No, yeah, so we are going to do save best director, best supporting actress, best supporting actor. We're going to save those. Um, international feature film nominees are Flea, Nunana, A Yak in the Classroom, The Worst Person in the World, Drive My Car, The Hand of God. Uh, pick one real quick, go. I think Drive My Car is going to win easy. I don't even know anything about these other ones. So Yeah, Drive My Car. Best animated feature: Encanto, Flea, Raya and the Last Dragon, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Haven't seen one. Give us your pick. 
I really liked Luca and Raya, uh, The Last Dragon. Uh, I think Encanto is going to win it, which was also I enjoyed. Yeah, I think Encanto is probably going to win for the representation aspect. Raya and The Last Dragon, I kind of would be a nice little underdog, but yeah. Um, Next one, live action short film, The Long Goodbye, Please Hold, The Dress, Known, On My Mind. Haven't seen any of them. Haven't seen any of these either. Can't really comment. I'm sure. Yep. Um, it's cool. Best original song, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. Somehow You Do, Diane Warren, Down to Joy, Van Morrison, Dos Origiatas. Dos Orugiatas, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Be Alive, Beyonce, and Dixon. Yeah, I um I was surprised that like um there's a kind of popular song uh, we don't talk about Bruno from Encanto that people have been liking. I think it was like number one on yeah. so It's interesting that it didn't get nominated, but I bet Encanto will probably win this category. I'm gonna go with Billie Eilish. I thought that was a really good bond. Yeah, yeah long and since uh, Bond songs are such a tradition that it's yeah. also a little farewell to the Daniel Craig era. Um, with that, we're gonna go back a little bit. So, best supporting actress, the nominees are Kristen Dunst, Jesse Buckley, Judy Dench for Belfast. Sorry, uh, Kristen Dunst is for Power of the Dog. Jesse Buckley is for The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story 2021. <laughs> Ingenue, Ingenue Ellis for King Richard. Um, yeah, so I've only seen Power of the Dog and uh, King Richard. I'm kind of hoping Kirsten Dunst wins this. I thought she was cool in Power of the Dog, but um, I'm really not sure about these other cat people um i like judy dench too but um yeah i don't know yeah i can't um really speak on it i've been wanting to see king richard in belfast mm -hmm. from what i hear the lost daughter isn't really for me so i'll see it eventually um west side story like i said i turned it off like don't care so yeah kirsten dunce maybe it's her time mm-hmm uh, best Supporting Actor, Troy Coetzer for Coda, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, Cody Smith-McPhee, The Power of the Dog, Claren Hines, Belfast. Yeah, so for this one, I'm thinking uh, it's probably going to be Cody Smith-McPhee for Power of the Dog. Yeah. Um, but I do like Meth Damon, you know, Jesse Plummons. <laughs> I, was, uh, I thought it was cool he was nominated. So it's cool he's nominated, but what is he doing in that movie? I don't know. But uh like <laughs> he's, su he's such a like, well, I got married, like what? He's just being Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll say Troy Coatser. Okay. I haven't even seen it, but that seems like a bit of a oh, representative. Yeah, 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 he's a deaf actor. He actually did a great job, too. I thought it was cool he was nominated. Yeah, I'll give so. it to him because I wasn't impressed with Power of the Dog. Okay. Uh, but haven't seen Being Ricardo's or Belfast, so I'm not sure on those two. 
with that, we get into Best Actress. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Penelope Cruz for Madres Pariales. Uh, Parallelis? It's like Parallel Mothers? Yeah, yeah, Parallel Mothers. Yeah. And then Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, You know, I've only seen Being the Ricardos. I need to catch up on some of these movies. Um, But uh, I've heard great things about Jessica Chastain and the the eyes of Tammy Faye. Seems like she'll probably win this one this year. Yeah, she gave me the creeps (laughs) and like a really good, like she's just that weird, hyper happy Christian that like talks through puppets and ugh. Yeah, it disturbed me in a good way. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of these other ones. I hear Nicole Kidman's probably going to get it. Hmm. Just because it's a little bit of like, she's been around a long time, hasn't gotten. Yeah. Maybe she got a supporting once, but. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like she has one for after hours or something. If you want to look that one up real quick. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out um but yeah for my personal taste i haven't seen these other ones i'd just say jessica chastain but might not be people's favorites um best actor andrew garfield tick tick boom and a quick little side note andrew garfield's really great in the eyes of tammy faye as well oh cool yeah um javier bardem for being the ricardos will smith for king richard Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Benedict's going to win this one. He seems to be kind of sweeping the awards other way, places Mm. and stuff. Um, Let's see. This category is really nothing's really picking, you know. I like Benedict in the movie, but um, none of these other really roles um, really jump out at me. It's like being really incredible this year. Have you seen King Richard? Yeah, I did. I thought he was he did, did a good job. It's actually one of the better Will Smith's performances, I think, in a while. That's kind of what I've been hearing is this is yeah. going to be one of those, uh, here's our chance to give Will Smith yeah. something. He did do really well. It's probably his best role in like 10 years, really. Um, well, and we know how he is. He'll, <laughs> he fucks off for another 10 years doing silly I, shit. I hope he just gets up there and starts rapping some of his old rap songs. Ha 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 ha. Um, I still haven't seen Denzel in uh, Tragedy Macbeth. I love Denzel, but um, yeah, imagine Benedict's going to win this. Either him or Will Smith, I think, probably. Somebody did point out that while Denzel's great, he's done like um, Shakespeare and theater for such a long time that this is an example of it's like it's so in his wheelhouse that it's like, how much do you really want to give him credit for it? Uh-huh. kind of thing which i thought was kind of an interesting perspective but yeah um oh, i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna okay. guess that they're gonna give it to will smith okay because i wasn't that impressed with benedict cumberbatch <laughs> um okay. i don't know he was kind of goofy to me in the power yeah. of the dog to be honest i was just gonna say i looked up the nicole kidman she did win an oscar for the hours um oh. best actress 2000 did you ever see that i did not if it's the one i think it is i think it's where it's like it's kind of like a haunting and there's she has like her dead kids coming back to talk to her 
but oh, it ends God. up being all about her yeah uh, being in purgatory it's, it's weird the yeah. twist is odd because of the purgatory thing and it, it does kind of ruin it but okay. I, don't, I don't know i'll give it some credit it's at least kind of creative but anyway last two spots and i saved this one this came up way earlier but sure. best director jane campion for the power of the dog um Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Hope I said that right. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story 2021. Um wow. They've I I've heard this too. I feel like they screwed up on this one. There should have been people nominated. Yeah, the the one of the big upsets was Denis Villeneuve for Dune. right, yeah. definitely, yeah. Which honestly, out of I don't know, maybe it is just going to get so many awards on the smaller stuff that, yeah, yeah. maybe that was their thinking. But if any, if there was one award I was going to give, yeah, it was going to be to him for best director. Directed the shit out of Dune because that's such a <laughs> difficult task. Yeah. And again, like with the budget, he made it look like a whole different movie for, I mean, just such creative things they were doing there. I think you he think they're doing a Peter Jackson thing. Yeah, I think um, I think he should have been nominated over probably Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Like, yeah, maybe they're just saving it for part two or he might do the trilogy and end yeah. it with uh, Dune Messiah. I think this is also, you know, just shows that like historically, especially in directing um, with sci-fi movies, the Oscars just always hate this category. They've hated Kubrick for a long time. Chris Nolan always gets snubbed for directing and he's a wonderful director. And um, yeah, I think uh, Denis is just another example that uh, he should have absolutely been nominated. Who do you think it's going to go to? Um, I really think uh, Jane uh, Campion is going to win it for the Power of the Dog. But I honestly would really like uh, the Japanese uh, Hamaguchi. Ryosuke. Yeah, Drive My Car. I think. Did, uh, which movie did you like more, The Power of the Dog or Drive My Car? Um, that's a good question. I like Power of the Dog a lot. I think mm-hmm. like Drive My Car. I'm just so excited. It's like getting all this attention, and uh, I mean, I think it's that's a harder movie to direct. Like, I guess you have to see it, but it's like three hours, and it's like really complex. I think it's yeah. a harder movie to make than uh, Power of the Dog but uh i'm just excited that it he's getting nominated and uh again lots of love to japanese cinema for sure so is paul thomas one not not for directing i don't think uh, i don't know if he's actually even won any academy awards i think he might have run for screenwriting let me look that up too i feel like boogie nights won some stuff but i can't remember but yeah i don't know it, from what i hear since I haven't seen it, I don't think Licorice Pizza is the the one to give him the award for. But yeah, I think he'd probably win for yeah, a screenplay. Um, well, he's been nominated eleven times, hasn't won any Academy Awards. <laughs> Paul Thomas. Yeah, I hope they don't just like give him one just because of all that. I really think he'll win best screenplay. Honestly, I think he's he's the one to beat. So yeah, yeah, yeah it probably is going to go to Power of the Dog on this one. But yeah because steven spielberg i want him to get another one but not for just 
remaking yeah. a musical. I think it should be for yeah, he's still, really he's good probably, Spielberg stuff. He's probably got some other crazy movies up his sleeve still. I hope so. A few more. So I, I miss that Spielberg vibe. Yeah. Anyway, last category, and then we're gonna call it good, and then we'll do a follow up episode. All right, great. Uh, best picture. The nominees are Nightmare Alley, Dune, Belfast, The Power of the Dog, King Richard, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story, 2021, Coda. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, again, Power of the Dogs, I think it's going to win Best Picture. Yeah. Um, if there's in some upsets... Um, I don't even know what would upset it, honestly. Um, I don't feel like there's really anything that's going to be Coda. Yeah. Oh yeah. It might be Coda, but I would really be surprised by that. Honestly. Um, I would like to maybe Belfast. I've heard a little steam picking up on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be an upset. I think. I think so too. I'm not sure. I'd love to see Dune win for sure. I really love Dune and, uh, I'd love to see Drive My Car win again, just because I think it'd be cool. Um, now, let me ask you this. Yeah. If Drive My Car won, would that be like an eye roll a little bit? Like, oh, uh, they're just giving it to foreign films now to seem like they're, you know, being diverse in the Oscars. It would kind of come come across as cynical. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. Um, I don't, I guess I don't. Not do that it. there's anything wrong with doing that I, more often, I, but. I, I, Seeing as how was it wasn't it last year that was uh, or maybe uh two years ago right parasite uh, yeah parasite was, yeah, was that what, last year or the year before I don't know pandemics messed up my time yeah dude isn't it twenty nineteen <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find it real quick let's while see. you're looking that up I'll tell a quick little story speaking on that sure um the night of New Year's Eve twenty twenty we had like a really fun party here and we're all getting fucked up. And I had this, all my playlists kind of, and we were going through the decades. Like we went from the eighties to the nineties, to the two thousands, to the 2010s. And like, it wasn't even music. I was that into it. was just like, what were the most popular songs? And then everybody knows like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this, all of us had this sense like, yeah, this decade, it's it's gonna be unique. Like let let's go. Like like let's get this going. Yeah, this last yeah. decade sucked. <laughs> like fuck Trump, all this other shit. You know, blah blah blah. And then I think right into January, there was the horrible forest fires in Australia. All right. I did yeah. a koala pet portrait just as a fundraiser. Like yeah. almost immediately after that. Yeah. And then Kobe passed away. And after that, it was just, it's just like, and it's so insane that we're already, I think we're about 12 days past when the pandemic really kicked into high gear two years ago. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, of course, as that's kind of going down, Putin decides to be Putin. It really feels like a decade in like two years somewhere. That's so (laughs) nuts. Like. Um, anyway yeah i was just yeah. looking it up um nomadland was last year right, the year before. right so um 
yeah, I, I thought it was amazing, like hearing that this is the first Japanese film to ever be directed for Best Picture, just because I love. Um, is it good enough to beat all of those movies, though? You've seen most of uh, those. Yeah, I've seen most of them. I think the only ones I haven't seen are West Side Story, and I watched half of Belfast. I just had to finish it. I was watching it last night. And um, what do you think of Belfast? I like it so far. Okay. Uh, I'm not really sure. It's okay. But, um, okay. My personal favorites of the year um, in this category, I really like Dune, really like Coda, um, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and Power of the Dog. Those are all ones I like. Um, I'm still not sure what my favorite movie of the year would be. That's a good question. It was either Power of the Dog or Nightmare Alley. Um, huh. I Licorice yeah. Pizza as a third. But... Um, I'll see if I can find it. I'm going to look at the list of 2022 movies real quick, if I can, and try to find my favorite. But uh, I'll go off on this and then look at the list so then you can kind of go over it a little bit. I did not like Nightmare Alley, did not like Power of the Dog, hated Don't Look Up, uh, stopped watching West Side Story. <laughs> So there's a fair amount of movies in this category and I really tried this year to like try to see them all but uh-huh. uh, yeah there's a lot of disappointment and I don't think Dune's going to win that would probably be my choice but I get yeah. that it's not going to get it um, from what I gather Licorice Pizza just it isn't this one for Paul Thomas Anderson I feel like coda is gonna be the one that wins it'll upset the power of the dog because i feel like there is a fair amount of people in my camp that didn't like power of the dog okay have you seen but, uh, what's what did you see coda yet no not yet i've just heard the narrative about it and i think that's what the academy does yeah for sure and it's yeah i could see him doing coda or drive my car these days but i don't know but yeah, if Power of the Dog wins, I'm not going to be surprised. And what I was going to ask you while I look at this list of films, mm-hmm. what would you replace Don't Look Up with? Because it should not be on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Don't Look Up should be nominated for anything, really. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Encanto nominated for Best Picture. All right. How often have uh, animated films been in that category sometimes uh let's see i think the last few years one of them was animated right uh maybe uh, and i'm looking at the wrong list I'm trying to find out too i swear i was gonna say that uh my favorite film of 2022 so far is definitely moonfall <laughs> i mean just genius filmmaking yeah. I thought there was a few that were animated in the last couple of years, but maybe not for Best Picture. Wait a minute. This is saying that Judas and the Black Messiah was 2021? Yeah, it was 2020. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture last year. Oh, okay. It says here, I'm looking at 2021, and it's in February. Oh. Weird. It's been like right at the cutoff date. The Oscars were really late last year. Oh, yeah, because of weird. Maybe it was already at a film festival or something. 
Yeah, I'd probably say uh, Encanto I liked a lot. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and remember like what came out that year. That's have you seen common. Nobody yet with the... No, I need to see that. Let's face. Hmm. Yeah. I'm scrolling past most of this and uh, I don't know. Anything you want to plug real quick What before we wrap up while I'm trying to find this? Not that I can think of, just that I, you know, I um, mostly another great year for movies for me, I think, and uh, I just love the Oscars and really excited for next year for Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, but, real uh, quick. The Green Knight, should that have been nominated for something? I haven't seen that yet. Absolutely. That should have been nominated for cinematography, to probably directing, and best picture. I think yeah. it's an awesome movie. That's one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm glad you thought about that because I forgot about it's it. It's one I really wanted to see, but just it's didn't awesome. make it happen. Pig yeah. is another one I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Yeah, I'm excited to see Pig. Um, yeah, Green Knight was the total snub, I think. That movie's fantastic. That could probably even win cinematography. It's not even nominated. So. It has a really cool look. Yeah. And I love those A24 movies. They don't always hit, but... His directing is, is kind of like Denis as well, where it's just like he did this really small budget and just makes it look insane and wonderful, so... Man, there's a lot of a lot of stuff on this list. I can't really go through all of it, but uh, I guess my favorite movie of the year was Space Jam A New Legacy. <laughs> For sure, yeah. yeah. No, it, it looks like it was probably Dune. Yeah. I mean, Dune's great. Clearly, I'm a bit of a fanboy. I, I love the book. Yeah. My buddy Jeff, who was the guitar player in my first band, Nadia Perro, mm -hmm. like, loved that book. He's like, you got to read this. And yeah. I, I procrastinated for a while. And what I recommend get the book on tape because okay. it's a really dense thick book and the pronunciation of names and places and characters can make the read a little bit more laborious than it needs to be if you do the book on tape they do the voices for the different characters so then you're like oh okay and then you immediately start to associate the names of things properly and then it becomes easier to like get into the narrative more than trying to memorize mm -hmm. the information yeah which is all I will say is to go back to adapted screenplay, to take a book that's like Dune and make it so approachable and be that long and not feel that long was really impressive. Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't like about Dune is it makes us wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah, like this is only the beginning. I just want to keep watching. It's like, God damn it. I'm not leaving the theater until you play the, the second part. So yeah, it was great. I, I loved Dune. I saw it twice in the theaters. It was yeah. one of the movies that I think I, uh, it's probably the first IMAX movie I've seen since like 2018 or something, you know? So it was awesome yeah. in IMAX. I guess that's all I would say. I've heard really good things about Pig and The Green Knight. Yeah. And those seem like the only movies that were, could have been in the conversation that just aren't. Yeah. I'm almost done uh, catching up on the Oscar movies. And then I think I'll try to make a you know, top 10 list, just my personal favorites of the year that I'm sure like Green Knight and some of these other movies 
that cool. our will be on. So, well, we'll do a follow up episode after the Oscars air. We'll come Perfect. up with another movie that's coming out that we both go see and do another review. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining me on this. Yeah, man, thanks a lot. It was great fun. And uh, you know, if, go watch the Oscars if you haven't seen them, and uh, find your ballots online and enjoy the movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I will talk to you next time, buddy. Ta-ta. Good.